Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. And tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about our homework assignments that we had from last week and how those turned out. We're also going to be talking about the extended memory that got dropped for the PlayStation 5 and how that works and uh, how that's been working for Clint and Vance, who both went out and bought the hard drives uh, to hook up to their PS5s. In addition, we talk Outriders, we talk Avengers, we talk Stranded <laughs> Deep, and we talk Fortnite, and lots of other topics, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Good Game Radio. Joining me tonight is Vance and Clint. Vance, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Awesome. What's been new? What's what's going on with you? Uh, nothing much. Uh, trying to get back to the swing of things. Like, uh, I've been gone for like a couple weeks in and out. So, trying to just you know get back into like a full week of being home. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of traveling, so I'm sure you're tired from traveling, and now you're trying to get back in the swing of work, and, well, you know, work is work, so. All right. Clint, what's going on, man? Okay, dude, I feel so much less weird than last week after playing The Last of Us Part Two, because I had a nice little break from emotionally complicated games, and uh, I don't know, I played something new this week, but I, I feel like it hasn't devastated me. In the same way that Last of Us Part Two did, so I feel pretty good, man. I did tell you before, yo, that there were some dark themes with uh, the Last of Us. Yeah, definitely. We joked that it wasn't going to be on our, it wasn't going to be on our website, safe in our world that we had talked about, right? Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't belong there. It's not a good mental health game. <laughs> it's a torture your mental health and you know determine if you have emotional fortitude game. Right. Oh, you know, I was going to ask you last uh, last episode, but never got around to it. What did you think about the ending of Ghost of Tsushima? Okay. Are we just going to go full spoilers on it? Yeah. If you haven't played Ghost okay. of Tsushima, step away from the, from the radio, because Clint's about to spoil the ending. All right, the end of Ghost of Tsushima, you... Uh, the whole time you're not being very samurai, you're not like having honor, you're you're creeping up behind people and doing assassinations and stuff, which is very like against the the code, you know, of the samurai. And your uncle, uh, and you become at odds in the game. And your uncle basically says, uh, you you're you have a death sentence, right? Like you you have to die because you've dishonored the samurai. And then you fight him. And I will tell you that that was, by a mile, the hardest fight in the whole game. Did you think the same, Tony? Uh, I thought it was difficult, yeah. It was difficult. Vance, did you have trouble with that one, too? Fighting the uncle at the end? No, uh, um, no, uh, I lost at the beginning, then that was it. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> I, dude... <laughs> I lost to that guy a lot. Like that, that, that was, you know, you watched me fight one guy, Tony, and uh, it was worse fighting him, having been fully like leveled. I did a worse job against that guy than I did the other. And it, it took me a while. I had to kind of think about like Dark Souls and their move sets. What kept happening, and some of them I got really quickly with their move sets. Where this guy just threw me 
is that he would do a triple attack. And I would basically be good. I'd always miss the, the first two would miss me. You know, I could dodge him or block him, parry, whatever. But I, the, the third one would always uh, work me over. But I finally got him. I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty great, man. Like, pretty challenging, the way that they did that, where your uncle, who has been your father, he's, like, going through the process of adopting you throughout it. You're going to take over his, like, kingdom. Right. Oh, and, I knew as soon as, we got end, on, as soon as we got on our horses and started riding, I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to fight. <laughs> Yeah, I I I, I kind of thought so as well. And then it was at the same part, the same area, in the story that we talked about, where, uh, you know, the red leaves are falling and it's like beautiful, and that's where he teaches you, you know, how to use a sword, um, and then you fight him, at the end, you know, you fight him to the death or, or not the death, I guess, right? Yeah. Which uh, which ending did you pick? I couldn't kill him, man. I literally couldn't kill him. And then I went and played Last of Us Part Two and had and was forced to kill so many people. <laughs> like watching a cutscene. No, dude, you got to push some buttons to kill this person. Oh my god, yeah. Um, I, no, I, I didn't do it. Did you kill him? I, you oh, did yeah. both, I'm sure. No, I, I didn't. I didn't do the save thing. I, I, I killed him, and then you know that was it. You know, sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I killed him. Over here. Sorry, not sorry. You did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but I tell you what, that that whole sequence, that whole. Uh, final boss fight was very beautifully set up where you had to do the haiku and great dialogue yeah. between the two and then here write the last words of clan sakai but yeah. uh, i thought uh, you're not going to go back and replay it are you uh the story now i uh i still i have it installed but that's in case yeah. you wanted to do multiplayer or something yeah but if you kill him boy he has a, the the uncle has like some really you know he has a great line you know i'll see you in the next life and boy, that's a, it was impactful. And then he kills him, and then the the music just kind of balloons. The, the music at the end of the game was perfect. It just fits so well. So yeah, I th- I thought that the uh, the ending was uh, really really good. So it's actually crazy because the Ghost of Tsushima and the Last of Us Part Two were so like uh, f- you know amazingly put together games, and then the game I went and played, and I'm sure we could talk about today at some point, but was just a really really like the controls were so bad like i almost quit playing <laughs> right. it right away it was just it like yeah it's yeah. it was something else you know well, really uh, it, it made me appreciate even more the games that i had just had the opportunity to play yeah. you know yeah we'll get into uh some of the other games that we've been playing this week but you know we're gonna hit on a few other topics first let's talk about our homework we don't want to keep our listeners waiting too long on the outcome of our homework that we were assigned last podcast so mine was I was to watch uh, the Mighty Ducks, the original that came out in 1992. And Clint, what was yours again? I had to watch uh, the first Star Wars, the uh, A New Hope, the right, episode, right, the episode yeah. four, yeah. And Vance, and Vance, <clears throat> what were you doing, Vance? Mm-hmm. What was that? Prince's bride. Prince's bride. Okay. And okay. Uh, some of us everybody, did our homework. Everybody turn your assignments in. <laughs> Pass them to the front of the room, please. Pass them to the yeah. Vance, Vance, you uh, want to turn yours in first? Vance? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you yeah. think? What did you think about The Princess Bride? Uh, man, you know, Princess Bride is one of those movies I felt like I've seen pieces of uh, Ames. Or the, uh, He's lying. He didn't watch it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I didn't watch it, but um, but I did like kind of scroll, kind of scroll through the little 
images and I'm like, yeah, I believe I, I believe I did see it before. Just ain't no, never know what it was, but I seen bits and pieces of it way back in the day. You know, it was uh, yeah, like Robin Hood. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, right. if you don't watch it, you won't the know how to Robin handle Hood. the ROUSs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> very the important R-O-U-S's. to understand how to battle the ROUSs. Right. All right. So yeah. I guess I'll have up, to be Tony. a makeup grade for you, Vance. Yeah. I have to do some extra <laughs> have to credit. Stay yeah. after. We have to decide as a podcast vote, you know, we decided that Vance is not allowed to assign any frenemies, you know, until he does his homework. Yeah, He's everything. lost the privilege. He did not agree with that. Every... All right. <laughs> but Vance, we... Vance, I'm going to slide you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slide you a, a little uh, cheat note here. Just tell Clint as you wish. Now let's move on. <laughs> as you wish. <laughs> Inconceivable. Very, char- very charming. <laughs> Tony, that word, I do not think it means what you think it means. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my my homework was watching the Mighty Ducks. And uh, like a good student, I did my homework and I watched it like right before the podcast. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm a procrastinator. I've always been a procrastinator, especially in school. And so, of course, I waited to the last minute and I watched it. You know what? It was actually pretty good. Yeah. For kind of like, a, to tell you. Uh, for kind of like, a, it, it really did feel a lot like uh, the Bad News Bears, except with hockey. And yeah. uh, Amelia Estevez, what a horrible coach at the beginning of the movie. I mean, he's telling them to take dives. What was it? Yeah. What was the chant? Like, you know, one, two, three, take a dive. Ow, I hurt. <laughs> Do you know that that movie, and actually, uh, Vance, I, I wonder if you'll have heard this, uh, Gordon Bombay was supposed to be, like, in the original version or original cut, like, super alcoholic. And even, apparently, the, the name Gordon Bombay is based, like, each each of those is based on some, like, alcoholic drink. I don't know, like, or, like a whiskey and a scotch or something like that. Like, the Gordon is part of the name of that. And, like, that he was supposed to just be super on alcoholic the whole movie. And they kind of recut it a little bit to make it a little softer. Yeah. But I think that would have made a little bit more sense with the start where he was horrendous. Yeah, I mean, you can tell a movie's good when, like, when you're watching it, you're just smiling the whole time. It just, the movie just makes you smile while you're watching it. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, Vance, what what was it about that movie that, that has been so impressionable with you? Uh, because you were, you actually kind of took on a name from the movie in uh in one of your social uh, profiles, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like uh, once I figured out, I know you kind of changed names on um Facebook. Yeah, I was uh, going to Gordon Bombay for a little minute, and uh, my thing was it was just like because I've seen all all three of them, and it's just like the growth of like you said, the Bad News Bears. To you know them kind of like turning him around, him turning the team around, and it's like you know I'm I'm very I'm very very team player. Like you know, like I said in other podcasts, like you'll rarely catch me playing solo games. You know, I'm always like on the team thing, whatever like that. But that's what what kind of stood out to me is like just how they just stayed together and you know accomplished what they needed to while going through you know like the different changes and you know of the teammates so you know, coaches and things like that. And I think, too, something you mentioned uh, last week that I just thought what you put really beautifully was the nostalgia of it and how important it was and, like, you're you're coming up. And we talked about the Sandlot and some other things. And I think the uh, the effect it has on you as a child is something that is lasting, you know? Like, it's it was an important part of you coming up and, and me and a lot of other folks. Um, and I think that is a, 
a, a testament to the you know it, it's a good movie you know and that i think that's probably what gives it the staying power is that it made such an impact when when you and i were younger all right clint now you had a, a the star wars assignment let's let's hear it what's your takeaway okay so i was assigned to watch uh star wars uh, a new hope which is episode four and i have my one word review uh, Tony, give me a little drum roll. <laughs> meh. <laughs> okay, meh is not a word, but <laughs> that's how I felt. Okay, so I I know I'm gonna have uh I'll, we'll we might get our first hate mail. Uh, I watched it, and I think you, the, it might have been after the podcast. The next day you saw me, which was a day or two after. Uh, you asked me, oh, did you do your homework all snarky-like? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you were very surprised. Um, but I, I watched it. And just before we uh, – you talked about you just did your homework. I thought – I was just sitting here, you know, an hour or two ago. I'm like, dude, did they blow up the Death Star or not? Like, did they, what, did they do it? I don't even remember. And I literally went and watched, like, the last 20 minutes of it just to <laughs> – just to remind myself if they uh, if they succeeded in their mission, I just didn't care, man. I'm sorry, it wasn't. <laughs> and this is why I was really hitting hard on this, you know, important growing up, you know, nostalgia aspect of it for Vance over here a second ago. Because I'm like, yeah, I just I wasn't allowed to watch anything like that when I was a kid, and it was just not a part of my uh, childhood at all, really. And so, yeah, I think that one missed me. I just couldn't. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't care. I was just kind of like, whatever. To be honest with you, I got some good uh, reading time on my phone when I watched it, though. That's kind of how I felt about it. <laughs> all right. You just lost Ooh. all credibility. You're out of the show. All right. All right. All of them. Where's the door? I'm that 10th dentist, you know, like 9 out of 10 dentists agree. Not this guy. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess I'll watch the second one this week or the episode five or whatever. I'm not going to watch the ones with Jar Jar Banks ever again. I watched those in the nineties or whenever they came out. Uh, but I'll watch the first three. I've seen all the newer ones. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch. Uh, what's the next one? Is the next one? The empire strikes back. What is the next one? Boy. Yes, empire strikes back. <laughs> hey, at least I guessed right. Hold on. I had Disney plus up cause I had it there. And then I don't know the other. Okay, here's the thing: Did Obi Wan Kenobi die or not, dude? He just like lets Vader like he just disappears in front of Vader, and then he's like talking to him through the Force. Like, is he alive or dead? Because isn't he a large character? He's in this franchise? dead. He's dead. He gave Why? him. He gave himself up to Vader. Why? Because he be, he would become more powerful than you could ever imagine. Obi Wan will. Exactly. Man. While he's dead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be watching. Uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. And then uh, the return of the. Have you Jedi. ever seen The Empire Strikes Back? I don't know, dude. I don't know if I even saw this first one before. I kind of feel like I've seen these, you know? Like, I know that I will be aware of parts of them or have seen some of them. Kind of like Vance is talking about The Princess Bride, but way worse because it's Star Wars and everyone's going to hate me. It's cool. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll live. I lived through The Last of Us Part Two. I can live through this hate, okay? <sighs> I'm what's sorry. Your, what's your I'm email? Sorry. I just, what's your email? 
don't don't worry about it. Good to game radio at whatever ours. At Everybody good direct good your Tony, email. Tony at, Tony at good to game radio podcast dot com. Is that what it is? Did right. I get their email right? Right, right, right. Hack them. I guess I'm kind of. I guess I'm kind of. I'm zoning out when you're doing that part of the podcast normally. I guess. And here's, Tony, you know what? I realized that. The, I always am saying, you, I'm like, Tony, you just did your whole outro and you didn't say the name of the podcast because you should say the name of the podcast, right? That's like an important part. I listened to the intro that we just did for the episode that uh, from last week. I didn't even say the name right. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I, like, I said, like, good to game podcast or something. I don't know. I, I like, messed it up. I def- and I'm like, man, all that crap I'm giving Tony for not saying the name. Like, maybe <laughs> if you don't know the name, don't even bother with it. I should just shut up. Vance, you might be in charge of all the intros and extra ex- uh Outros? There it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, wisely enough, you don't have any social media for anybody to direct their comments to. So, all those for, years for ago the, that I got out of social media, yeah. this is why, right here. Yeah, for the listeners out there, if you would like to forward, I mean, I'm mean, gonna send an email to the Good to Game Radio show. You can send it to Tony at GoodToGameRadio.com. I'll be more than happy to forward it to Clint's. Uh, email <laughs> or his messaging all right moving on from the uh the homework assignments uh, oh wait you said you did something extra what was the extra thing i watched it again right before the podcast because i couldn't remember how oh, it ended <laughs> that was the extra wow. <laughs> that don't count i was wow. that uninterested in it i did it i, I rewatched part of it and to be honest with you, I will tell you that I was on my phone and I watched a video of this guy who bought a car for his dad. And it was the reaction of the dad freaking out while I was watching it. Because I just couldn't. I didn't care, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just don't. I'm the, I'll be the guy who doesn't like Star Wars. I'm okay with it. All right. There's got to be one. Yeah. Tenth dentist. Anyway, moving on to the next topic. Getting away from... Uh, Clint's failure. Disappointment. <laughs> Disappointment. <Yeah. laughs> we'll never, we will never get away from Clint's we'll never, failure. We'll never, <laughs> never get away from this. Um, last week, Sony dropped its first big update. Part of that update was the inclusion of uh, extra storage. So you guys both bought uh, extra storage for the PlayStation 5. So what do you guys think so far? Have you had a chance to use them? Vance? Uh, yes, I have. Um, matter of fact, the data they announced that uh, I went and got one. I end up um, going with the five terabyte only because it was like a couple dollars more than the four terabyte. But um, yeah, uh, I like it. I like it. Um, it uh, it definitely um, definitely going to be a help, especially with the PS4 side. Now with the PS5 side, that still um, yeah, they need definitely an update where you can play from the external because there's a number of PS5 games that are coming out and. I don't know. It looks like everybody's just shooting for like, you know, like a hundred gigs. Like I feel like that's what everybody's shooting for, like a hundred gigs. So, and you know, you don't get that them full, um, you know, the full eight twenty fives, like six something. So you figure between, you know, about three or four games, and you know, if you got a couple apps on there, it's like that memory is shot. And then it's like an update every day, you know. So I mean, I definitely like the external hard drive, but um, for the PS5 games that, you know, especially like this month that came out, and then like for the rest of the year, I could definitely see how it's still going to be a, a little storage issue. Right, because right now you can you can uh, store PS5 games on the extended storage, but in order to play those games, you have to transfer them over to 
the internal SSD for a PS5, right? Right, that is right. Yeah. And you can play PS4 games from the your extended uh, storage. Have you tested that? Uh, yes, I've played uh, Army um, Zombie Army Four. That's what I've been playing on the uh, um, from the external drive uh, PS4 games. Nice. What about you, Clint? So I uh, I didn't get a bigger one. I I wasn't in Vance. We really hadn't talked it through to see if I was dumb in what I did. But I got the SSD uh, storage instead of the the hard disk, you know, and I got a one terabyte. Actually, Vance, when we had our group text, Vance is like, best buy opens in 43 minutes. That's what he told me. <laughs> like, get on it. Because I think the assumption was that it was going to be, you know, hard to come by. I actually, I did get it from Best Buy, but I just had to deliver it the next day. And uh, I immediately went and put, like, everything. Like, the games I hadn't been able to play, like, uh, Borderlands 2. Hold on, I've got, I've got it right here. Like, games that I hadn't... Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Hadn't been playing that and thought, you know, like I basically got done with it, but there was still stuff I could have done. And I was like, okay, well, I got to make room for, you know, Ghost of Tsushima or whatever. But that, like, Doom at some point I had, like, marked that or you put it, added it to my library. I downloaded that. Haven't touched that yet. Uh, Batman, Arkham Knight, God of War. We've talked about that. I've never played any of those. Borderlands. I got the zombie army and the stuff. And uh, I tested it out and I went into Borderlands uh, 2. Because that was a game that once I had gotten the PS5, I was playing it again. And the load-in time, which is super important in this game because of the uh, all the farming you have to do, was always about like four seconds or so. From the time I hit it to when I'd be in there, it was uh, I think three or four seconds. And I counted it, or I timed it today, playing it from the uh, external, and it was four seconds. So I don't know if I had an H, you know, a hard disk. Instead of an SSD, if it would still be four seconds, I, I don't know how that works, but I know that it was like it's it's awesome. I actually feel like like I could t turn my PlayStation on and I have all these options. Like if I don't want to play one game and that's the only game I have space for, right? Like that's kind of how it has seemed. Uh, it's like nice to have options, and I've got some stuff you know that I want to play uh, play in the future, and some things that you know I've been playing recently. Uh, and it's just available, and that's like the biggest. That was like the my only real gripe with the PS5 and how the the party system, right? We've talked about that, but I guess I've kind of got used to it to, a, to an extent. But uh, I put all this stuff that I really felt like I wanted or needed, and my uh, my one terabyte, I've used half of it. And then on my uh, hard disk and on my uh, console, it gives you 666 gigs is what you get, you know, from a baseline. And I have uh, 229 gigs available. So basically, if I wanted to do pretty much any PS5 game, uh, PS5 game, or even two, uh, probably maybe maybe three, I don't know, I would have the space for it. So it's it's uh, it's going to be a lot easier to be a gamer. Is kind of how I feel about it because it was it was getting pretty difficult. Yeah, I think it's your question about you know the difference between like the SSD external and like. A regular uh disc external it's probably you're gonna see that if you were playing games directly from the external in the loading screens you know like in destiny or something maybe you probably you might see some improvement there of a few seconds probably so, moving on let's talk about what games we're playing um tony you first bud okay uh what games am i playing i've been playing uh outriders on game pass that the how are you liking it I like it. I mean, this, I haven't had any issues, uh, like uh, no server issues for me, uh, no 
you know, logging in and discovering all my inventory has been wiped. You know, <laughs> the the only issue I've had is the uh, the with the quest system and it uh, trying uh, the direction the guide. You know, remember that the line it would draw on the ground to tell you which way to go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that thing messes up all the time and tells I me that to go. in the tower. Just I guess I don't know what they call it, but in the tower running around in the beta, it, it seemed to not be very reliable. Yeah, it's not reliable at all. Uh, I usually end up having just trying to look at the map and trying to determine which way to go from there. Um, very simple thing. I don't understand why they don't put like an icon on the map to show where you are on the map. <laughs> it says it's like it's it's kind of like a very in a ballpark range. Oh, you're kind of over here. How is that acceptable? I mean, that's such a simple thing. <laughs> I know, all right? Um, but uh, the loot, you know, the looting is is good. I mean, the, the loot system is really is really cool. Uh, the crafting, you can kind of like, once you start getting a bunch of weapons and uh, gear and breaking it down, you get to keep the mods, and the mods kind of go in your inventory, and then you can kind of, uh, there's different tiers of mods, one through three, and obviously the more powerful ones are in three. I actually have no mods from tier three. Uh, I have like half a dozen from tier two. And then most of my tier one is mostly um, I have, but you can kind of customize your equipment. If you have Epic gear, you usually have two mod slots. If you change a mod out on one of those uh, slots, then it locks it. So you, you can only really modify one mod slot uh, on a piece of Epic equipment, but it's, it's is a good your way looting to... getting better? Uh, like at the start, it was uh, both of you were kind of saying that it was the the loot you were getting was very kind of subpar. At least that's what I was taking away from it. Is that been improved as you've been grinding or or not? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, when I was going through the campaign, uh, I started getting better and better drops. Uh, certain areas of the campaign, uh, I, I think there was one area. I, you, I think I had like three legendaries drop in one one uh, story mission for me wow that's crazy um, actually so it definitely improved <laughs> but still even you might have a legendary but you might actually have a blue weapon that might fit the uh, situation better so yeah. i do i do i will switch out like i have a legendary equipped that's pretty powerful but a lot of times i'll i have a submachine gun that's wicked good at range which is kind of crazy right it's like man this thing is super accurate at long range and I'll use a submachine and it's a submachine gun and it has, you know, it, it's base damage is higher than the legendary. Um, is there not damage drop off? Not. Mm, I, there must, there, I guess there is because there is a, a, a range statistic, but I don't know how much drop off there is. I don't know if there's a, da I think there's a damage drop off at range, but I don't, there's no bullet drop or anything like that. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But I'll use, uh, my legendary is equipped for like when I'm ha when I'm getting swarmed by a bunch of guys, I'll I'll switch to my legendary because uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it has a a mod on it that when um, I kill somebody, it it uh, creates an anomaly, and then if you shoot the anomaly, it blows up and kills anything with like it does like thirteen thousand damage to anything within like six and a half meters, so it's really good for. Uh, crowd yeah, control that's crazy good yeah so yeah so i have the one weapon that for range and then 
uh, switching to the, the legendary uh, assault rifle for when I'm getting swarmed by a bunch of enemies. Uh, it does less damage, but it has AOE damage. So that sort of stuff is really cool. And then you know, can kind of like modify your equipment to line up with, with your skills uh, more in sync. So, but the game is still very, very uh, difficult. Uh, like I'm doing expeditions right now, uh, but I'm doing them solo. I just don't feel like running with a bunch of strangers, and it's hard. <laughs> it's hard solo, dude. Uh, have you uh, beaten any of them yet? Yes, solo? I have. Yeah, I've beaten one. Uh, How long did it take you, if I can ask? Do you remember? Uh, it took like 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I was doing a, I was doing a lot of damage. I, I was, I was kind of hitting that sweet spot, I guess, with the difficulty level and the the damage I was doing. And everything was working pretty good, and I managed to complete it. And you get a ton of stuff. Like, you get a if you die at certain points, you get a loot box and it drops stuff. But if if you actually complete the expedition, you get a, a this big pod of loot. Yeah, is there varying? Is there like different levels of difficulty on the expeditions? Is like they're a regular, then a hard, or like an impossible? Yeah. Mode so yeah, like it's a it's based on tier, uh, like a challenge tier. So when you first start doing the expeditions, like your challenge tier is like challenge tier one and two. And then since everything is based on how quickly you can beat the challenge, your rewards are based on the speed that you accomplish it in. So the faster you are, the the better the rewards. And then once you complete your first uh, expedition, it it moves up the, the challenge tier. A modifier moves up to like tier three and four. And you can back it down. Um, you can go up and down on that tier system. So right now I'm tier four on the challenge, uh, on the uh, expeditions. What's the highest tier? I think it's fifteen. Oh jeez. But I've been playing that, and dude, be glad you have you didn't buy it because I don't think we would be able to play together still because they still have an issue where there's no crossplay between like PlayStation and Xbox, even though they said there would be. So. We wouldn't even be able to play together. So it feels good to have made the right decision about not buying a game because I was excited about it. You know, we talked about it, we played it a little bit. I said, "Man, this is." You know, I even like uh, Jason. I was like, he was like texting me like, "Do you want to play, you know, Warzone or whatever?" When that, then when the beta was out, I'm like, "Dude, no, start downloading this game right now and uh, go be, do your, you know, initial thing, and then text me when you're ready and and we'll jump in and play this game." Because I, I I thought it was really fun and I thought I had a lot of promise, but just get your get your stuff together, man. Yeah. I don't want to play your your broken garbage. I, I would definitely if you're if, if anybody's thinking about getting the game that doesn't have an uh, Xbox and they can play it on Game Pass, I would just wait for a sale <laughs> because right. because because right now like we had all three had plans on playing it together and uh, because there's no true crossplay between the two consoles, there is no, there's no crossplay. So and I, I don't think the game is you know I hate to say a game is not worth something, but Get it at a sale. <laughs> you can get this game at like thirty, twenty nine bucks, you know, in a month. Yeah. Buy it at that price point. Hey, but before we move on to uh what you guys are playing, I when we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, we kind of we were comparing this with uh Avengers. I I bought that game like two days ago. It's on sale on the uh, in the spring sale for PlayStation. I, I saw that actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, I bought it for twenty three bucks and I kind of understand maybe why the game gets a lot of hate. I haven't watched any reviews really on it and stuff, but I've been playing it. I actually really enjoy the game. 
the quality of the uh, of the storytelling is actually pretty good. That part is great. I'm really enjoying it. I can see why maybe why people don't like the game. It's supposed to be kind of like a looter shooter, or not a looter shooter, but like a, a game based on loot. There's hardly any loot drops. <laughs> I've I've put like I don't know eight or nine, I maybe eight hours into the game so far, and I think I've come across three loot boxes to get loot out of. What? <laughs> I was like, what? Why are you so stingy with the loot? Give me, come on. I, uh, I, I think that must be why everybody has an issue with the game because there's not a lot of loot to be had. But it could be because I'm playing so, in this story, maybe in the campaign. And it's just kind of built around that portion. You know, it has four player co-op. Maybe there would be more uh, in it. So, uh, Vance, you said you bought the game, right? I bought the game on uh, on sale as well, and um. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I have not played it yet. I was just was trying to see what the um, you know, what the storage and stuff was going to be like. So um, I got like a lot of games like never added, but yeah. uh, I do plan on playing it. Yeah, uh, the, the storytelling is pretty good. The only my only kind of I mean, like I said, the it's really stingy with loot, and two, it tries to give you kind of a taste of every character. Like it, it's, you're going to go from Captain America to Iron Man, and you're going to learn all the movesets that each one of those guys has. And interestingly enough, the campaign is not based on them. It's based on another character. And then I would just rather just stay with the character that, you know, the story is kind of centered on, but it kind of forces you into like playing other characters at certain points, which is fine to move the story along. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I, I really would just would rather just stay in one character, but that's just my personal preference the actual campaign is actually pretty good, and there's a the quality is there. It, unlike, like unlike Outriders, where it's really cheesy, you know, and like there's a lot of glitches and a lot of visual and audio uh, bugs that kind of just pop up and say hello to you constantly. I haven't seen any of that in the Avengers game, so you're not going to get as many bugs in the Avengers, but you're not going to get as much loot either because <laughs> it's just the way it is. Well, so those are the two games I've been playing. What about, uh, I feel like they do that, man. I feel like they 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 make it so they make it so difficult to get loot because they want you to keep playing. Because those you know whatever daily average user statistics are like that's such an important thing. And like this, this seems like these guys failed miserably in in their quest for that. But it just bothers me, man. Can't people can't these game developers just be humans? You know, like just be a human, man. What does a human <laughs> want? No, it's what a capitalist wants. <laughs> and we all know that story. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, uh, Clay, what are you playing? Okay, so uh, we've talked about what I'm playing, and you cannot get the name right for the life of you, so I would love for you to try to tell me the game I'm playing. What's Let's the name of it? You could do it. Deep, Stranded Shinobi. Deep. Stranded Deep. You actually got it, man. You were like, you were, <laughs> you you said, are you playing Death Stranding, <laughs> Death Stranded, or whatever? Like, you kept saying the wrong name. I am playing Stranded Deep, and Stranded Deep is a survival game. And I'll tell you, it was like a, I don't know, one of these free things. I've been trying to check out the library a little bit more, and it's actually a PlayStation Now game. And I think I downloaded it before I had the external hard drive, and I I I did it because it said I could stream the game. So I didn't have to download anything. And I got in there, and the controls were so horrible that I basically stopped playing right away. But I thought it was interesting still. I just didn't, couldn't really figure out the controls very well. And the, the man, you'd like, 
your sensitivity for your looking around and stuff was just so bad. Like you're just flying your head one way or the other. So I'm like trying to turn it way down. And like, there's some, th- there's definitely some things about it, like the gameplay aspect of it, um, or at least the controls that are a little bad. But what I did is I said, okay, well, l- let me just try to get some, you know, get a little bit more info about this game. So I went on YouTube and I searched up the game and I saw uh, that some guy, I've watched him before, he's a streamer, um, he had done a playthrough of it. And over the course, I had some days, you know, Vance was the only one that had that needed a vacation, so I had some days off. I watched 13 hours of gameplay. You I watched, watched this guy do 13 his... 13 hours of gameplay? Watched 13 hours of gameplay. This guy playing through it his first time. But you can't okay. get through an episode of Star Wars. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> right. Say, say it again. <laughs> I, I, I have no problem with uh-huh. that statement. That is 100% uh-huh. correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then... I went back and started playing, and I guess having a little bit more familiarity with how the you know crafting system, the controls, or whatever uh, worked, just from being more familiar with the game, really started enjoying it. Um, so I was playing that a bit, and then what would happen is I'd, tr- I'd turn it off, you know, for the day, and I'd go and I found this other guy on YouTube that has like seasons of him playing this game. I I've watched a lot of hours of this guy too. And I, okay. And so, but I kind of started to get a little bit of bored and I'm like, all right, let me go watch a speed run of this game now. You know, like there's basically you start, you're, you're on a private plane, only one on there. Your plane crashes. The cutscene is you, you know, you know, you get up and you get out on a, a tour raft and you go out to an Island. And then on the Island, there's like, you know, just palm trees, sticks, rocks, stuff like that. And you have to basically survive, and you can start building. So you see a stick, and you see a rock, you know, you can build a, you know, a spear or whatever. Not, that's not even a good example. But you have to build a fire, then you have to build something to clean your water, then you have to, you know, kill a crab on the beach or go make a fishing spear, go do that. It's like all this stuff you have to do, but it's like, it's, a, it's a really immersive. Like, it's, it's very beautiful. And, like, you swim in the ocean, and the ocean is just, it's very, and this is probably an old game. I don't, I don't, I can't, I, I imagine it's came out last years year. old. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to wow you. It came out in the COVID its, era. Yeah, that must be it. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, the underwater, and there's shipwrecks you can search to get more resources and stuff. And then uh, there's a, uh, there's three bosses you can fight. So I basically got all leveled up. This just happened a couple of days ago. And it's the last time I've played this game. I went and I said, okay, I've got all this gear. I've got all these resources. I got a spear gun. And I have made 38 spear gun arrows. And they take a lot of resources. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go fight this boss, one of these three bosses. And I am get all my food and my water because, like, you can't be in the sun too long. You'll get sunburned. You'll start dying. You, 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 there's poisonous snakes. There's poisonous, um, you know, just plants, stuff like that. If a shark bites you or something hits you hard, you're going to start bleeding. Yeah, bandages, all this stuff, right? I'm all geared up. Got all my coconut flasks for my water. Got my meat, you know, cooked up, That I, all the fish I caught, whatever. And I start sailing towards this freaking boss. And it takes me the entire day. And, like, you're in the sun, you know, whatever. And it's dark. You can't see anything. And so I get to this boss fight. At the end of the day, I'm like, why did it take me so long? I don't feel like it was that far. But I start I start it. And I am I hear the music playing. I'm like, where is this guy? And I know it's a, a big eel. Like, 20, 30 feet long. Huge thing. And I'm standing at the edge of my boat. And it's starting to get dark. And I'm like, well, i got to start this thing. I'm here. And I was absolutely terrified to jump in the water. 
like legitimately sitting here in my seat. <laughs> terrified. <laughs> and I was nice. just like, I was like, I, I guess I, I got to do it. Like I'm here. I got all the stuff. Like I need to go for it. And I, I finally like geared myself up to jump into this water and immediately the eel like blasts right into me. And I'm like, what is that dude? That's not even fair, man. It's like, you're hacking. Right. And then, uh, he starts coming around, and I'm, like, shooting him with the spear gun. It's barely doing any damage. And he uh, hits me again. I'm thinking he's probably taking out, like, you know, one of my little bars, my, like, six, seven, eight bars of health, whatever I have. And I look at it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm almost dead. And I start, like, swimming towards my boat. He hits me again. And I hop onto my boat, and I'm, like, bleeding. And I've got a tiny sliver of health. And I've been fighting this guy for 15 seconds, you know. And I'm like, what am I doing? And then, like, it, the sun has now gone down, so it's pitch black. And I'm like. How am I even going to be? I literally sat on that boat all night, and I'm staring into the water. Here's the most important part of this. I have just got my external hard drive, and I am downloading the entire world while I am streaming this game from the PlayStation servers. It is not rendering things in. Right before I started the boss fight, it tells me you have insufficient internet connection to, pl to stream or whatever, you know, the game. <laughs> and I'm trying to play this. I can't even see this guy on the water. I basically sat on this boat all night hitting this guy with you know, pot shots. And finally in the morning, I, you know, I, I ended up having to jump in with my spear to finish him because I've, you know, missed all these shots, whatever. It was, it was bad because it's lagging. The <laughs> sensitivity on your gun, when you aim down sights, your sensitivity goes back to super high, even though I put it way down low. It was like, it was, it was a problem. And I go and I kill him and I get a text from Jason. Oh, hey, new pistol comes out and came out in Warzone. You know, let's get it. And I'm like, okay, well, I need like 10 minutes because I got to go. I can't just save wherever. You have to go back to a shelter and save. And so I'm going back and I start, you know, drinking my water that I brought. Oh, I didn't refill my water. So I had a little bit of water left and I had a day's go. And I'm thinking, okay, well, uh, probably don't want to die on the way back. Let me stop on this island, like grab a coconut so I can, uh, you know, drink the water out of it and live it's lagging so bad at this point i'm he everything sounds like i'm underwater and a rattlesnake bites me and now i'm poisoned and i have no health and i'm thinking i'm literally gonna die like i'm not i i, I just beat this <laughs> eel boss and i'm not even gonna make it to the save and i'm like then i'm trying to run around for the thing to make an antidote and another snake bites me i'm like okay well i mean there's nothing on this island to save me and I get back on my boat, and I start going. I go for, like, 30 seconds. I'm like, there's just no way I'm going to make it. And I ended up just quitting to go unlock this gun in Warzone. So whenever I get back to this game, I will be right back where I was before I left to fight this eel on my island, having all of that, like, crazy experience, terrifying experience, jumping in the water with this in the freaking dangerous ocean with this eel, and I'll have to do it all again. I did unlock that pistol in Warzone, though, and they already nerfed it. <laughs> literally already nerfed it i did it i went into plunder uh because multiplayer it's modern warfare multiplayer and i like started downloading all the things it's like a thousand things to download to play it. it's unbelievably broken and i get into plunder and we did we did a game we dropped superstore and i didn't die the entire time the entire game i'm just running around killing people with some you know random other akimbo pistols to try to unlock it i finally unlock it we're like leveling it up and i you know it's got an 80 round mag so right when I have I put the I got high enough that I unlocked the 80 round mag and haven't played since and they nerfed it to death already. <laughs> like they already killed this thing. I'm like the FFAR has been broken. The M16 the AUG have been broken for like 2 months and you're not doing anything. You're doing like faux nerfs to these things. 
this gun just comes out and you're nerfing it to death, like, <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed in these people that are running this thing. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, but Warzone aside, Stranded Deep has been very fun. It's a very different type of game, but that is what made me think something. One of these streamers mentioned Subnautica or something that that was their favorite of this type of game. So I've downloaded it. I've got it here. I've not opened it up. I've never Mm -hmm. seen anything at all about Subnautica, um, but it was free. It was another one of these free ones. So that's going to be my next thing. I think. Yeah, I I keep hearing good things about that game. I'm going to give it a try. Check it out. Um, I wonder if it's going to be terrifying. I think that like, I, hear I, think it, I have a fear of the water. A little bit scary. I've uh, you know, I've scuba dive certified. I've done lots of scuba diving in different places around the world too, and uh, done it in the ocean, done like in the uh, like barrier reefs and stuff like that. I've done all that. There's something about it in this video game that was just so terrifying to me in uh, in Stranded Deep. It was just man, like nice. legitimately like scared. It was like when you're a kid and you don't want to put your feet on the floor because the monster's gonna grab your ankles, right? Yeah. That's how I felt, like literally. That's cool. I mean, I feel like you know, listening to you talk about uh, the games you've been playing, I feel like uh, you're kind of like on a journey of self discovery of what exactly yeah. type of gamer you are or what That's kind what of it things feels you like. like too. Yeah, it's like. Because it was always multiplayer, you know, Call of Duty multiplayer, something competitive. And I don't know if it's just that I'm getting old and my reflexes aren't there or if, you know, the internet, you know, and YouTube and streamers have made me realize that I'm bad at everything. Uh, I don't know. Here's the thing. I look at my Warzone stats and I have like above average, like, you know, it's by a, by a, you know, a reasonable metric, like above what the average is. I never, ever feel that way. Never. Like, yeah, you know, I always feel like I'm just bad at the game when I play. Um, it's like, doesn't matter how many kills I get or if I win or whatever. I almost every time I feel like I'm bad at the game. There's something that's going to happen. I think it's just because when I watch YouTube videos, watch whatever else. These guys are so good. <laughs> Playing these other types of games have been uh, very interesting. It's something I definitely wouldn't have done in the past. So it's good. You know, one of the one of the positive things to come from this podcast is that I've really expanded the uh the, the amount and the type of games that I've played because basically nothing that I've played since we started this podcast or, or everything I've played is something I wouldn't have played before, I think. What about you, uh, Vance? Did we, did we already talk about what you were playing or yes. no? Fortnite. Oh, uh, yeah, Fortnite. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, 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 Fortnite. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, man, it's definitely, um, like I said, it definitely changed, man, but it is work. It is uh, trying to help me work on my uh, my patience. <laughs> Especially <laughs> playing with kids, right? Yeah. Man, let me tell you something, right? Because not only did I mean like the oldest, like so my my son, he's my oldest son, he's twelve, whatever, like that. But like he just started playing, so I've been playing with like seven and eight year olds, whatever, like that, man. So it's like it's definitely um one of them games where it's like, man, you know, like oh my goodness. Let's move on. Can I to... ask a quick? Uh, yeah. Can I ask a quick uh, question? Sure. Like game yes, recommendations. Sir. I'm sitting here looking at this, still on the browse screen. It's just been sitting in front of me for this whole time, and I see a, uh, like I searched it by most downloaded games, and uh, mm-hmm. the the highest one that I don't have downloaded is Spider-Man Miles Morales. And you both played that, haven't you? I have not. No, I've downloaded and I have not played it. But I have downloaded. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's something that is. I'm curious about it. Like, I feel like with the type of games I've been playing recently, uh, I feel like I'd probably like it. So I just I hadn't I hadn't decided yet, but I thought maybe I'd get some info on it. But it can it can wait probably. Uh, yeah, I mean I I keep putting it off because I want to finish the uh, the first Spider-Man, 
with Peter Parker. Yeah, that's that's what I remember. You were I was like, I'm I'm sure you were playing a Spider-Man, but it must it must have been the is that, I'm sure that's the older one. Yeah, the one that came in 2018. I want to finish that first so, before I do Miles Morales, but I might I might just do Miles Morales because I think I think it's probably okay. Like you kind of get Miles's origin a little bit in the original uh, in the first Spider-Man, but I don't think it's a necessity to to see it. But I don't know. Banter, you were gonna say something. I'll have it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that the one? Um, is that the one where uh, that is remastered? They did remaster. Well, I think it, yes. it's. Oh, is it? I, I thought that was new. Is it not a new game? The that one they're already remastering it. The 2018 uh, Spider-Man oh, was remastered and packaged with Miles Morales uh, for like a, a deal that they put together. So they remastered it. Uh, but I think you can buy the remastered version separate from Miles Morales. So. Yeah, this Miles Morales that I see in here is uh, released 11-11-2020. Is that? Is, oh, so is this a PS5 exclusive? It's not exclusive to PS5, but it was a launch was, game with PS5. Gotcha. Released alongside yeah. a copy. Though the remastered Spider-Man, they actually changed the face of Peter Parker. Like the original actor from the 2018 game, they replaced him with another actor that looks younger and looks more like Tom Holland. They, they That's kind of weird, right? Yeah, yeah like, it was very strange. People were like, what? Because they, you know the first game was so successful, people were really angry at Insomniac, who are the developers, that they were doing it. Why would you do that? Because they had grown accustomed to the one guy's face when they thought Peter Parker. That's who they thought, right? They, they That's who they pictured. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then Insomniac's like, well, we're changing the face. We're putting a new guy in. Um, and a lot of people were is it like, the same oh, this voice is... actor for the whole thing. I don't, I don't know if it's the same voice actor or not. I'm not sure about the voice acting, but uh, people, but people were really upset about it. But then after it hit, people were like, oh, this guy's cool. <laughs> so he, he he lines up more with Tom Holland. So if you remember, because we've all been uh, Destiny players, you guys remember Dinklebot, right? Oh yeah, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Peter Dinklage was the voice of uh, Ghost. Right? That's right. what he's called, right? Ghost. Yep. Yeah. And then I, I think, I think the reason was, and correct me if I'm wrong, that like Peter Dinklage wasn't going to be constantly available for all the new lines, voice lines they were going to be giving to this thing. But they switched out everything. It's they could have just like, oh, you got a new Ghost or whatever. No, they like literally gutted him from the game, and like it's like, what were they, what, it was such a weird thing to do. And I could just remember it bothering me so much, uh, despite me thinking, why is there outrage over them changing his face? But I was, you know, in the same circumstance with this guy's, you know, with uh, Peter Dinklage not being the voice of Ghost. And I remember that bothered me. I was like, why would they just, it didn't make sense. But if you have to record a lot more lines and this guy in, you know, Peter Dinklage is too famous or too busy to do it, then it makes sense to me. But this Spider-Man thing is kind of weird, I suppose. Right. Uh, But, you know, Miles Morales is one of the... uh... It's killing it in sales. It's top. So I'm looking at it. When I look at the most downloaded games in the PlayStation Store is how I've searched it. And it's top top is Apex Legends. Uh, then it's Days Gone. I, I don't know if this is like skewed some way. And then it's Miles Morales. And then Rocket League. Then Outriders. So I don't know if I look at uh, what's the best way. If I sort by best selling, then Rocket League. That's a free game, right? Rocket League. Well, I mean, I it's not even, the, it's not even crack the, of the, the top in, here. Industry 
is go, is going by the NPD. I can't remember what the act, what the abbreviations stand for, but Spider Man, uh, Miles Morales has been top three for like ever since it's been released. So it's it's hugely popular, uh, just like the PS Five has been hugely popular. That somebody had a piece of news. What was it about the PS Five? Number one seller, PS Five. Number one seller. <laughs> PS Five. Uh has surpassed um pretty much everybody in console sales um you know and yes the bot sales are in there as well <laughs> the bots bot sales are included uh Scalpers, but yeah yeah the switch though is um they have sold more units in the month of march but still not enough to move the needle past um ps5 so do you do you have the numbers over there because i just had a question related to it uh, no, um, I, I, I read the article, but I did not pick out the numbers. Well, even just with your reference on the article, then, um, is is are, is Xbox close? Like, the new Xbox, is it close to PlayStation, or is it a blowout, or what's... what's it's the, not far behind. Like mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, no, yeah, it's, not. it's four and a half it's, million Xboxes. Yeah, and how many I'll, PlayStation yeah. 5s are there up to? Like six-something? I think uh, the Switch might be in between them, honestly. Really? I, think, I think as far as yeah, well, because um, I want to say just as far as availability, you know, like the the Switch, you know, what is definitely more available than the PS5 and the Xbox. So you know, I mean, during during the pandemic, you figured the West End wasn't even really out yet. The uh, either console, you know, they didn't come out till late. So when the yeah. pandemic first hit, people were losing jobs and trying to keep their kids uh motivated. I should say, uh, you know, that's when the um you know, the the switch to golf because for the longest time you couldn't even find a switch anywhere. Like I mean everything was sold out. The PS four, the you know, like no matter what which version you wanted, they were all sold out, you know, because everybody was just trying to just um sit home, you know, and uh keep keep uh keep the kids occupied while they had to go handle the trenches. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I actually learned something a few days ago, which is that, you know, I we've talked about how there's a lot of folks in the the break room down there that play uh, Xbox and the Xboxes are all over here. PlayStation are all over there on the other side of the room, and uh, Vance was playing. And then you know, you guys on your first podcast, I think I was just listening to yesterday or today, and it was like the Eli story where Eli, like you dropped all your stuff and you had to run when you were playing Warzone, and someone just came in through the break room, saw your saw you were there, and like played and won a game for you, right? What I learned a couple days ago is that there's a bunch of Switch people too, people that play on Switch. I'd never see right. them. Because they probably are just handheld, and I don't pay attention to it. But someone, uh, someone was telling me there's like you know half a dozen or so people that are using, uh, that are playing on Switch, and I was like, I didn't realize there was even much of a presence, like that Switch was that big of a seller, or that there was that much of a presence here, you know, with us. I don't, I don't know. I've never really, I've never, I don't know anything about Switch. Like you can play it on both in handheld and on the screen. That's that's essentially all I know. But uh, is are a lot of games available for it? Oh yeah. Nintendo's done a really good job the last few years of kind of uh, opening up their console or the Switch to third-party developers. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff showing up on the Switch. That was always kind of a negative about Nintendo. Like, yeah, you're gonna get uh, Nintendo's all their first-party stuff, which is always great. But you were always kind of left out in the cold when it came to you know mainstream third-party games. And but they've kind of rectified that with the Switch. Now you get you're getting a lot of stuff on the Switch, and it's for where we work, where you have a lot of downtime in between you know, work sessions or you know P 
periods, the switch is like a perfect, you know, accompaniment to work because it just helps pass the time because there's so many periods of, you know, you're going to work is really, really hard, really, really hard, but then you're going to sit for an hour, you know, so the switch is almost a standard issue for a ramp agent. Interesting. I guess I'll have to keep my eyes peeled for them. Yeah. My daughter, all they all, uh, her, all her friends have switches, and they'll get together and play switch, you know, on their switches in the same room, which is weird to me. Uh, <laughs> you never had a LAN party when you were younger. I know, but that you could do that on a big screen. Like we have like a hundred twenty inch projection screen that they could use and to play like couch co op stuff on. But they would instead they sit around a dinner table with their switches in hand, and you know there would be half a dozen of them. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. Like, is it going to be that these huge screens are, are they already going out of style? You know, is it going to be that the younger generation is more concerned about their portable stuff? Could be. But there's supposed to be a new Switch coming, though. Switch Pro, I think. I'm not sure if that's confirmed or not, but it's going to have a 4K screen, you know. And then there, and there's rumors of Game Pass going to Nintendo Switch. That would be really interesting. I don't know how that's going to work, but that would be really interesting. You know what I learned when, uh, because I was playing the Stranded Deep on the PlayStation Now, which is the streaming service, right? You were telling me PlayStation, you said that's basically what Game Pass is, right? But PlayStation doesn't even advertise it. Right. What I realized, because it has to load up. So there's like a loading screen and it gives you some info about what it's doing or whatever. And it said you could play it on your PC. You could play your PlayStation Now on your PC. Really? I didn't Are know you familiar you that. with that? Uh-oh. Yeah, it literally says you can play it on like your other platform. Maybe I'll Google it, because it says yeah. that in the like the loading screen, it's telling you what it's doing. Um, I think I think yeah, because you figured the 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 PlayStation and the Xbox they all have like the second, you know, like the the ability to play remotely. So if you have like something where you could download that app, then I don't see, you know, like why you couldn't, you know, play on PC. Yeah, it says. Uh, PS Now on PC, it says stream 700 plus PlayStation games on demand. So it looks like, I think you probably need a, uh, I don't know if they have like, if the controllers or whatever, you have to have a PlayStation yeah. controller to do it, but it just I mean, that's, sh- that's kind of crazy. Yeah. that it, That's like a thing that it's just, I only know because I'm randomly playing a game because well, I don't have any space for my PlayStation. Is, that's, that's so, that's so PlayStation, uh, that's so Sony. They have this stuff in place. They have all this tech that they roll out all the time. And then they just don't support it. They had Game Pass before there was Game Pass, but they didn't really care. You know, they're like, yeah, here you go. <clears throat> Do what you want with uh, it. <laughs> okay, so back to the sale numbers. Um, PlayStation 5 is like a little over 7 million. Uh, the Switch is a little under 5.5 million. And then the Xbox, That's these are... The X and the S um, included, they are like a little under uh, 4.5. So that's actually a really large percentage difference uh, between well, uh, all of them, I yeah. guess. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's, I mean, just like you know we talked before. I mean, PlayStation has a lot more subscribers as far as PSNs, you know. But I mean, so even if uh, even if you know 100% doesn't come over because I mean they didn't make 100% consoles too you know, accommodate everybody, like, it's still just a large percentage of PSN, you know, people coming over, you know, versus, uh, you know, like, um... Yeah, the 110 million registered PSN uh, users, or uh, PlayStation users. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know the Xbox number, just by comparison? It was like 53 million. So it's double. 
yeah. and, and, and then see and, and now with the Xbox was that purely Xbox or was that just like Xbox and PC as far as like uh, you know Microsoft's own little uh I think that's just that's just Xbox. Thing, that's just the Xbox. Xbox console. yeah. Sounds about right. Xbox. Yeah. I, I, it, I mean, it's still one of those weird questions that's like Xbox doesn't really care where you play as long as you're playing on a Windows system or something, you know? It's like Right. They don't uh they don't care that, you know, their stuff is available on PC as long as they're selling the software. So, it doesn't matter. While yeah. we're uh, t- while we're talking about numbers, is this a, a decent time to bring up CD Projekt Wrecked? Sure. How do you think they did? They they're, they reported their uh, their sales numbers, profits, and all that. Uh, well, I think they were ma- they were a billion dollars in the first couple of weeks of the game launching. So, how much do they have to give back? <laughs> I think it, it, it's probably still a billion dollars. So, Vance, are you uh, what what are you thinking? Uh, you said how much they make? Well, I I, I kind of I have a, a thing here. Do you think they did? Do you think they did well when they put out Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? As far as like like sales in general, or just uh, just yeah, as sales. a company, yeah, sales. Uh, sales, sales. But... uh yeah, I, I I think they did well at first. Um, but how much they had to give back, I'm not sure. But uh. I would say I feel like they did pretty well because I mean it was a you know high anticipated game. So their earnings per share were up a hundred and eighty three percent in the first half of twenty twenty or uh, yeah in the first half of twenty twenty. Right. Wow. So these guys they had I, I'm just so bothered by this they put out this absolute steaming pile of garbage and made all this money. It's just it's it bothers me so much. It's like it makes me feel powerless to stop them from putting out horribly unfinished games. So their net sales were uh, ninety four point six million, which was up seventy percent. Their operating profit was about forty million, which was up one hundred and sixty percent year over year. And the net profit was the one that was up one hundred and eighty three percent. I mean, it's just crazy to me. I'm so bothered by that. And that's just it's, there's going to be no end in sight to unfinished games being pawned off to people and and just at whatever shady tactics they can use to suppress reviews and everything else because we know that all that happened that was you know famously happened with them right well, well, you know what you know people people like broken games as long as they can exploit it and i mean you take it all the way back to from what i can remember it's like mario kart like you could as soon as on the rainbow road uh mario kart gamecube i believe uh, you could jump off like at the beginning of the map and you could land back like you know three quarters of the map and you know you can keep doing that and not going around this long board and then the other night uh jq and i we just seen this video where you can do it on a new mario kart you know as long as you got turbo you can boost off right there at the start line and turn around you know and come back whatever and you're there so i feel like as long as broken games are in the people's favor they don't care but as soon as it you know, it hinders is like then it's like oh it's a big problem, but it's like when it's you know, fun and stuff like that. Then how come it's not the same outcry? So I figure like, you know, it it, it definitely goes hand in hand to the creators and then to the people you know like buying the game and you know are satisfied with it. Well, I think the difference is if it's a game breaking glitch, and Cyberpunk had 
like a ton of those, didn't they? I mean, was it? Man, it you was... ever been raising somebody and they already <laughs> at the finish line, and you and you got to go all the way around. Like Rainbow Road isn't a small boy. Like, <laughs> like it's not a small boy. You know, like I guess it just depends on where your competitiveness lies. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I we've talked about it before, but when the whatever Assassin's Creed came with my either Xbox One or 360 that I bought. When I uh, I bought it as a package with the uh, Xbox and it was literally unplayable, like clipping through the floor, like, you know, just I mean I I tried to play it and it was absolute like horrendous. It was horrible, like the gameplay. It was so bad I couldn't play it. And from what I understand, Cyberpunk, a lot of people had that same uh, feeling. But here, when did Cyberpunk come out? Because is this their is this their reports from? Before November was it November or December? It was December 11th, maybe. Okay, so this might actually be. Uh, this will be our. Uh, we'll have to follow up on this in whatever a, a few months when we have the new uh, report. Then, because this doesn't. This isn't reflecting their uh, profits or their the impact that Cyberpunk had, right? This is how they right. were doing before then. Okay. Well, I I don't feel as devastated because you know maybe they'll just announce they're going out of business because they have a horrible business model. And then I'll feel better about it. Well, the it. whole situation was just bull. Everybody, you know, loved CD Projekt Red. They held them up as this model uh, software company that was all about gamers and what they wanted. And and then the reviewers, for they weren't honest about the reviews. And then the company was blatantly lied uh, about what was in the game and then made it where you couldn't even do a review on consoles until after the game came out. There was nothing consumer-friendly about this whole situation with cyber, uh, with Cyberpunk. You know, they lost their reputation, so but deservedly so. I don't want to hear about people, yeah. how great CD Projekt Red is after. And if you go, what's what's so aggravating is you, I actually went to their website. You can go into their website and read their uh, kind of mission statement about how they develop games and what their priorities are. And it's all this... You know, we think about the gamer first. We put the gamer first. You know, if if a, if a, we never put the dollar first, you know, and all they did was do the opposite of their mission, their own mission statement. Do you know what Google's mission statement was when it started in like '99 and for for several years? What? It was something to the effect of, "Don't be evil." <laughs> that is not what it is, is that, anymore. <laughs> is that possible? Is, can a tech company actually not be evil? Well, in the '90s, yeah, yeah. This, this is all these monsters were not created overnight. That was uh, that was a brand new frontier that we were, yeah. you know, bursting into at that time. But to literally go and remove "Don't be evil" from your mission statement right. is maybe a little telling. Um, I know um, it's that time. Ooh, Talk about job. Falcon and the Winter Soldier again, <laughs> as every week. Listener, you have the opportunity to step away before we spoil it for you because this is a spoiler review or a recap of episode five of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we're going to give yes, you a sir. few seconds and give you a little countdown, and then we're going to get into uh, last week's episode. Five, four, three. 
All right, Tony, you're up. Give us the high-level overview. All right, guys. Welcome back to this week's review or recap of Episode 5 of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And basically, I thought it was a very solid episode. You know, uh, it felt like it should have been given to us earlier in the season. But Sam is, you know, we, we kind of see the re- before we talk about Sam, we kind of see the uh, consequences that John Walker has to face for his actions uh, in the previous episode uh, and the way that ended. So we saw uh, what happened with him and his uh, basically being stripped of all authority as Captain America and, and being cast uh, uh, aside by the U.S. government. And then we see uh, Sam go back and meet with Isaiah and have a big conversation with him. And then he returned to, you know, his sister and the situation going on there, whether, you know, financially uh, strapped and trying to decide whether they need to sell the boat that their parents owned or whatever. And he in, he enlists the help of, you know, the local people. And then Bucky shows up and gives him a hand. And they finally, just, here we are in episode five. We finally get them have developing a relationship that that wasn't surrounded What's that by, about? Oh you know, man, yeah. That isn't surrounded by some, you know, joke or, you know, hostility, you know, about some uh, meaningless item or uh, situation. They actually are, are developing a relationship uh, and friendship. And then we see Sam kind of undergo a transformation working to become I don't know the next Captain America. I, I'm not sure. He doesn't like. He's not going to come out and say it, or they're, they're not going to come out and say it. But he starts working with the Shield and and, and whatnot. And then we see. Well, Carly. that's definitely what's in the box, right? right? The box has, is the Captain mm-hmm. America outfit for Sam. Yeah, that's right? what that's what that's what somebody else said. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody else said that too. Somebody said that he think he he. They don't know if he gets his wings back in a different. But I'm like, man, them wings ain't folded in no box, man. Right. Yeah, well, saying. he gave the right. wings to what, what? What was the guy in the Humvee in the first episode? Right. He left them there, and then Bucky has this special delivery that's super secret. Wakanda. We, right. Yeah, we Wakanda. see him open it right at the end, but we don't see the contents. So right. we're gonna see a. What well, the end of the episode sort of Captain America is a, a, a Carly plans an attack on the GRC in New York City, and Sam kind of figures he puts two and two together, and he, he go he's in New York. Uh, that's kind of where the episode ends. It's kind of a cliffhanger. The, all the lights going out in the in the meeting with the GRC and all her little insurgents uh, that are planted in, in and around the building are taking action. It's just uh, uh, we're going to get a big uh, explosive episode in episode six. But yeah, I really I really uh, I liked uh, I liked episode five because it slowed down and and gave us a lot of character development. Yeah, Vance, what were your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think it was, uh, like I was telling um, Tony, well, I couldn't tell him because he didn't watch it. But uh, I think it was um, it was a good episode because it kind of piggybacked off what we were talking about, how, like, even with, you know, games and just life and everything like that, like, you just want somebody to represent you. And, I mean, you figure, like, back in, like, you know, when Isaiah was coming up, like, you know, no matter what he did, he could have been Superman, put the world on his back. They wasn't going to let him be the face of, you know, like uh, the face of the Justice League or, 
you know, whatever. Like, like, like that's not what you know was going to happen, you know. So, I definitely, um, I definitely don't feel like uh, uh, it was, you know, just something that we touched on uh, in a prior episode. Then, um, you know, it's like him, you know, going through what he went through. Definitely, he has his, um, he has his reasons to feel like that. But I'm glad, you know, like Sam kind of stepped up and um, still, you know, decided to kind of take on that role. If you want to say, yeah, I so I uh, I thought that was really important, a very important part of the episode because um, those kind of experiences that Isaiah had are relevant to so many people, right? That uh, discrimination that he that he faced, and the uh, the fact that he was thirty years they kept him and experimented on him or whatever, and his only escape was a nurse, basically fudging some paperwork that he was dead, you know? Um, but having those conversations, I think that's a really, I really commend the show for having those, you know, having those conversations. And I was, uh, you know, you're listening to Isaiah talk to Sam and Isaiah has just been burned so hard, right? Like he has, you know, you know, experienced the worst, uh, of this discrimination, and I was listening, and this guy, he's just, you know, it seemed that there's a lot of wisdom coming from what he was saying. And there's this one point that uh, he says something like, you know, there's never, there could never be a black Captain America or something. And you kind of, I thought Sam, uh, or, you know, Anthony Mackie in this case, is, is acting and the response. It just took me a moment, and I kind of realized, I'm like, it seemed like he was really buying into everything that Isaiah was saying. But then it was like at some point, and that was the point right there when he when that was said that he realized that, you know, he could make a change, you know, and that I, I think that that's what we're gonna see is we'll have our first, uh, you know, black Captain America, and uh, I mean that's exciting, and I also think it's exciting that Bucky is uh, they've kind of been at odds for a lot of this, you know, despite you know like reluctant partners it seemed. But Bucky being really supportive of this, I think, is awesome, too. So uh, it definitely looks to me, you know, with all the sharing with the shield and everything else that we're going to have, um, you know, our, our first black Captain America, which I think is awesome. And I think uh, Sam's character, uh, then the way they've built towards it, and it's, it's kind of many missteps as this series has taken, uh, the, the building they've done towards that, I think it's been really cool. Yeah, it's like, I, I definitely feel Bucky's, Bucky's, you know, pain because it's like, you know, Steve left left the shield to you, and it's like, you know, you dealing with the government, like, you see the shenanigans and stuff that goes on with the government, and it's like, you give that shield to them, like, knowing what's going to happen, like, you know, like, yeah, you hope, you wish, you know, but it's like, you know what's going to happen with that shield, you know, it's like, you know, because you have to have a certain, you have to have a certain, like, grittiness behind you, you have to understand what that job, you know, and role entails, and it's like, Whoever is going to walk into that shield like that hasn't already been through that, they're not going to understand it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it kind of shows that, you know, that the this all happened to show Sam's reluctance to take it, and then we're watching. I think I literally, Tony, you get things right like every single time, but I called this one. I think episode one was that he is going to get that shield back from that guy. You know, he is going to be the guy, you know? Right. And uh, and we're watching his path to do that now. And I think as many, again, as many missteps as there have been with this series, 
I like what they've done and they've showed, you know, the, the complexity of him taking it and Isaiah coming in and just so much doom and gloom yeah. uh, about how things have been through the past. And then what's super interesting to me is that Steve Rogers gives him the shield. Bucky uh, is all on board and really excited about it. These guys were born in like, what, the teens, the twenties? A lot of the, a lot of folks that that I've met in my life that were born back then are generally not the folks that would be uh, I hate to, to use the word progressive, uh, but these that's just not something that I would necessarily as- expect. And then Isaiah's character shows you you shouldn't expect it, right? It's right. The, the, maybe the, um, getting something different from those guys, but yeah, I'm excited and I think yeah. that. People will be turned off to this because of this, the conversations that they're having, that they're that they're having, and I think that's horrible. But I think that's the truth. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's difficult, difficult uh, topics that the the show is kind of hitting on, uh, particularly in this episode. And man, just think about it. Like Isaiah was thrown in jail or kept in prison and experimented on for doing the exact same thing that Steve Rogers did. Steve Rogers went and rescued those guys when he was ordered not to. And he's hailed, he, he was hailed as a hero. And then Isaiah did the exact same thing, exact same thing. And he was thrown in prison. You know, this episode, I mean, like, I like, I, I like what you said about, you know, his acting, you know, you could definitely see like him thinking these things through through the episode, you know, just on his face. And then, man, you know what really made me sick, though, during this episode was Walker going to oh, Lamar's parents and yeah. lying to them. God, that, that, made, we, that was so sickening, dude. Were we texting or was I talking? I feel like Vance, you and I were talking maybe, where I mentioned that during the, the fight that, where Walker is fighting Sam and Bucky. Right. He is literally on top of Sam, screaming into his face, why are you making me do this? And I said that is textbook abuser language. Like, that is, uh, that is, it's never the fault of the person that's being the aggressor. Like, that is, you know, pain, they're punching us in the face with how obvious this is, that this is a, a deranged person, you know? And right. he's trying to trying to murder Sam. He's trying to kill these guys. I was so excited when they broke his arm. But then the part that ticked me off probably more than anything is that we've just learned all these things that happened to Isaiah, right? Yeah. And you're saying Steve Rogers got nothing. And he got praised. And, and Isaiah goes through all this. Dude doesn't even go to jail. Right. He is on. He, you literally watch him violently murder someone. Oh well, you know, you did a lot of good stuff, yeah. so and then, uh, and, yeah. Here and then throws a tirade that. in the hearing. Yeah, and nothing, nothing happens to him. He gets to walk out. Shout out to Julia Louise Dreyfus, though. Great moment. She's such a great yeah, actress. right out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, I, that was the I other ju- moment I was going to uh, that I was trying to remember was the fact that uh, John Walker was in that hearing and basically got you know like got to walk free. Despite the fact that he took the serum, is a super soldier, and is totally unstable, you're going to let this guy walk free. I, I hated it. I hated that so much. And the way that yeah. he just was no punishments whatsoever. And then he, like you said, goes and straight up lies to Lamar's family. And here's the thing. Did you notice there was a younger person? Like I would imagine Lamar's sister, maybe. Oh, I don't. I don't think we had seen her somewhere else. So just a family member. Yeah, a little like. 
so maybe the sister and she's there and she seemed like she did not trust anything that John was saying. Right. Right. Um, Real quick, actually, I wanted to take a moment. I was really going hard on this guy earlier in the in the season, Captain No Chin and all that. I think this Chin Strap is weird. Whatever. Uh, this John Walker guy is a really uh, I don't know who, I don't know the actor's name. Really good actor. I mean, he is he has made me hate him. It's like a you know uh, Joffrey Baratheon, you know, <laughs> yeah. where you, you, everyone like or you know Cersei, where everyone hates that. Uh, they hate the person when they see them because they have so convincingly sold us about the character they're playing. Right. Um, so I, f- I figured that would be worth a because I've heard that, that guy's legit getting like hate on the internet and stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. well, you know, you're doing your job right, but then still, you right. know, you're probably he maybe be a little concerned. Yeah. But yeah, um, but it didn't seem like the sister. Like maybe she knows him a little better knows something more than the parents do. Right. Uh, but yeah, I hated that. Just straight up lying to the family. Man, so much for friendship and camaraderie and honoring his memory. You know, honor his memory with a lie. That's crazy. I think it's just another, you know, classic abuser trait. Yeah. You know, they have to redeem themselves or, you know, or, you know, try to show their value in, in, in different ways. I don't know, man. Mm. It was just really... Yeah, yeah his, his character is just, I despise him, but very pleased with what we're seeing. We've got the development with Sam and Bucky that should have happened in episode yeah. one, like you said. Oh, and, and we, then, uh, I guess we know who the power broker is, right? It was, what's her what, name? Julia Louise Drivers? No, that Sharon girl. The who? One... Did I blank? Did I stop paying attention? <laughs> right? The one that offered up the two satellites for Sam that helped track Carly down, the one that helped them in. Uh, Indonesia. Oh, she's she's the one. You think? Did, did, was that clear? Because I must have been looking at my phone. <laughs> I didn't catch. I, I didn't catch it. it. All right. Well, to Tony also. Watch no, no. <laughs> Vance and I watched the episode the day it comes out, like reasonable adults, and you right. watched it 20 minutes ago. That's why you do the recaps. I don't know if you figured that out yet. That's literally why right. I ask you to do the recap every week. I'm like, oh yeah, that part. Thank you. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I don't remember right. enough. All right. Well. What uh? What was the we we could see that she's involved in this stuff. Was it clear that she was the power broker, or you was it like alluded to? I thought it was pretty clear. Like she was on a phone call to uh, I thought Carly, but I'm not sure. Like she was giving direction to them. I thought so. She was talking to someone and offering double. I did. It seemed like yeah, 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 yeah. She offered somebody double, and then that guy showed up to Carly, right? Oh, did he? Okay. Right, yeah. I missed, yeah, 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 the guy I wasn't episode one. That. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, wingsuit guy. guy. Oh, George St. Pierre? Man, okay, I must have yeah. zoned out. What did I? Oh, I watched it late. Did I fall asleep? I don't think so. All right, so yeah, so last episode is next week, so it should be pretty pretty explosive, you know, everything happening down at the mm-hmm. GRC in New York City. So I think everybody's be coming together, and it's going to be, you know, action-packed, hopefully. But, that, you know, this episode was excellent, I thought. I think right away... Um, or whatever. I think the first time we see Sam, he's going to be Captain America. Yeah. What's in the box? I think it's uh, it probably is Captain America uniform with some upgrades. Do you think it's going to have like yeah? Do you think it's going to have like Wakanda inspired or something? Because yeah. that's who gave it to him, right? Like. I think yeah, I, I think it's going to it's got to have some upgrades too. He can't be Captain America and just not have sufficient protection. 
He need, How cool he, would he it need, be? He needs some protection in inside the like, right, some, he doesn't have any, like right, some, he doesn't have any super strength or nothing. Yes, what about some Black Panther-esque upgrades? Yeah. Because um, that's all Wakanda as well. He needs he needs some he needs a uniform that will protect his, him and maybe enhance his abilities some because he he's he's not mm. super powered. Oh, what if mm. he can what if he can still fly in it and now he's got Captain America? Could be shield. that would be so cool. Could be a little winglets that pop out. I don't know. Or like Iron Man esque, right? Whatever no, it is, no it's gonna be, it's probably gonna be like pretty awesome because they right. were they, right. they didn't uh, they didn't show us they they try to keep it hidden from us. Anyway, you know, there's probably something I got in my closet right now. So yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks again for checking out another episode of Good to Game Radio here with Clint Vance and I. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Be sure to check us out next week as we cover the final episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and whatever other great gaming topics that we're going to come up with. So, again, thanks for stopping by. Check you later. Later. Later, dudes.